Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? Just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, how's the uh, how's the water after all that rain that came through your neck of the woods, uh, I don't know, probably, what, four or five days ago? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, honestly, it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, we've got it a lot better down here than, than for sure some of the guys up on the James and sort of central northern Virginia area but it's still you know as the rivers ride right now it's kind of frustrating you know they're they're bank full and and uh any uh any little little bit of rain we get like we got some on Monday um you know kind of pushes it pushes it over the edge so um thankfully you know the lower new being uh a, a tailwater to some degree, you know, it's dam controlled. It's, uh, it's not chocolate milk, so that's nice, but it's, uh, definitely been bankful and, and the level's been fluctuating, you know, a couple hundred cubic feet, uh, you know, day to day. So it's just kind of rolling with the punches and, and trying to do our best and, and stay on fish, which, you know, we've been catching fish, but it's, you know, some days with, little higher than optimal flows it it gets kind of tough but uh but yeah thankfully we're still in the game and hopefully you know we don't have a crazy amount of rain in the forecast so it should uh, should get better from here on out and i'm hoping you know sometime probably next week we'll be sort of back to consistently decent flows got it and so what are your suggestions for folks that want to get out and chase smallmouth over the labor day weekend um, I would say, I mean, just for certain, keep an eye on, on stream flows, you know, check the USGS stream flow gauges and just make sure that those flows are, you know, whether you're floating or, or waiting, um, probably not going to be doing too much, too much waiting on the bigger rivers, to be honest. But if you're floating, you know, just keep an eye on them, make sure they're, um, they're sort of in the safe realm, you know, not, not any more than, you know, twice what these seasonal averages right now um and uh like the lower new i wouldn't i wouldn't float probably um above like the six thousand cubic foot range um, at radford anything below that you know above five thousand is still high but you know you're not going to get as long as you avoid the major whitewater um uh features you'll you're not going to get into too much trouble, but just be mindful and, and sort of air on the safe side. Um, but otherwise, as far as fishing goes, like I said, we're not chocolate milk. So, so we're still in the game. We're still fishing top water and, and having, you know, catching numbers of fish and, and big fish. And, um, other than that, you know, small, uh, small rain events here and there might put a little bit of color in the water. Um, in which case, you know, I've been, fishing some brighter streamers and stuff like that to combat that but top water is still viable um with the higher water you know i just i tend to stick pretty tight to the bank and uh you know fishing any slack sections that you can find and and uh and that kind of thing but uh but if you can get out there and work for them you can still catch fish and like i said hopefully the water will, will be down a little bit by the weekend um without any more rain coming our way Got it. And how much longer do you expect your cicada bite to hang on? 
Um, that's a that's a good question. So I have not seen. You know, usually in the summertime, there's a there's a uh, a solid week where you're just seeing those things everywhere, dead. You know, they've they've completed their life cycle and they're falling in the river and getting eaten. And you know, you'll hook a smallmouth and he'll spit up two or three or five of them on the way back to the boat, and it's just it's madness with the cicadas for for a week or maybe two. And I haven't seen that yet. Um, I have seen, you know, they've been eating those black and dark green topwater bugs um, really well the last, you know, week and a half or so. Um, but certainly, you know, another, typically it'll be, you know, the end of the end of the first or second week of September. So we've, we've still got time and, uh, you know, we don't have ideal conditions for that kind of fishing right now, but. Um, they'll still eat a good, a good cicada imitation. And like I said, if we get some little lower water here the next week or so, it should, should bust wide open. Got it. And shifting gears on you just a little bit. We have a question for John and he's, you got He's got a fall trout fishing question for you. He wanted to get your fly suggestions for fishing white top laurel towards the end of September and the entire month of October. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a, that's sort of a, a interesting time of year, um, on our trout streams down here, particularly white top laurel. Cause it, it, uh, it's a true mountain free stone stream. It doesn't have the rich water quality that, that some of our other streams do. Um, and it can get, it, it, it gets fairly low, um, in the, in sort of the early fall through fall time frame, unless we have a lot of rain. Um, but up through, you know, again, depending on the year, whether it's a, a cold wet year or a warm dry year up through usually the end of September, the, uh, the terrestrial fishing can be, can be good. Um, so you're looking at just sort of big bushy attractor dry flies like humpies and stimulators and Dave's hoppers and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, your, your foam beetles and ants and, and, uh, stuff like that all do well through sort of the late summer, early fall time frame, and, uh, droppers like the classic green weenie. And then you're just sort of what I consider to be small brown things, pheasant tails and hare's ears and Frenchies all do pretty well as, as droppers. If you're going to fish, uh, uh, terrestrial dry flies. Um, and then as we get into, uh, October, um, late September, October, there's a, uh, our stick caddis, um, becomes a little more important. Um, you can fish dry flies like, like the Goddard's caddis, um, and, uh, and then like stick bait caddis nymphs as well. Um, like a, a, uh, like a dark brown, uh, CK nymph works well for that or a true like case caddis, uh, case caddis nymph works well. Um, and then October, frankly, can be kind of, kind of an in-between time. I mean, you don't have, once the, we get a couple of hard frosts and the terrestrial insects start to die off, um, you don't have much of that. And there's not really, other than those, those case caddis, 
um, the stick caddis, there's not really many bugs that are going through emergences that time of year. You're fishing just sort of what's generally always there, you know, stonefly nymphs and, and mayfly and caddisfly nymphs. And then midges are, are the ones that I would lean heavily on that time of year. But, uh, yeah, October can be kind of a strange in between time. And, uh, certainly, uh, you get leaf drop that time of year, you know, as you get later into October, maybe early November can kind of clog the streams up. And that's the time I generally try to avoid just because it becomes frustrating and you have to compete for the, for the trout's uh, attention with, with leaves and sticks and stuff like that floating down the stream. And the, uh, the lower the creeks get, um, the, the more frustrating that becomes because uh, the leaves just kind of hang there and, and don't really uh, don't really go anywhere. But that's what I would suggest for sort of uh, September through like the end of October and uh, and then you know certainly through November in the winter time, you're just kind of riding with those you know what's always in the creek, uh, stone flies and then uh, mayfly and caddisfly nymphs and, and midges, the stuff that's always there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would do. Got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. If you've got a question, if you can email them in or you can send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it into a drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And to keep the tradition alive, Matt, uh, what are you writing this week for the rural Virginian? Yeah. So this, this column that came out today, um, is about foraging for, for, uh, wild mushrooms, specifically the, the chanterelles, which is a super easy to identify species and well, group of species. Um, and, uh, and, uh, super tasty. It's, it's considered a delicacy a lot of places, but, um, this sort of the, the opposite, uh, the good side to having a bunch of rain this month, well, last month in August is that a lot of mushrooms popped up in the last month or so. So uh, I've been running into them um, just out trout fishing and doing other things in the mountains the last couple of weeks. And if you kind of pay attention to your surroundings, um, it's a mushroom that grows a lot of places from, you know, the high elevations here all the way to you know, the low elevations, um, sort of in the Eastern part of the state and, uh, and they're really tasty and, and, uh, keep your eyes open. You might be able to pick up a few. So that column just kind of gives you an idea of what to look for and, and what to do with them and, and all that kind of thing. Well, very cool. Well, I'll drop a link to that article in the show notes. And, uh, before I let you hop, um, why don't you let folks know where they can find you? So maybe they can, uh, sneak in the tail end of smallmouth season in Southwest Virginia or get primed to go chase muskie with you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my September is pretty much, I mean, it is a hundred percent solid. Um, but I've still got some stuff in October and then, yeah, we're starting to think about, you know, trout and muskie in the fall and the winter, but the, the website is, is mattreillyflyfishing.com and you can send me an email or, or, uh, give me a phone call or, or whatever you'd like to do. Um, I'd love to hear from you. All that stuff's on the website. So looking forward to it. 
Well, very cool. Well, listen, folks, you know, get out there and catch a few this weekend. You know, if the water's up, uh, just be a smart waiter and take your waiting staff and have a great holiday weekend. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Tight lines, Marvin. <laughs>